Jared's back in the seat tomorrow. Kyle Charter is here sitting in for him today as we uh, get you all set up for Purdue's game against Northwestern on Saturday. That is a, a noon kickoff. We keep having these six-day picks on these game times, which, man, it's a killer. Uh, so we have another one again for Indiana, too. So we want to know what time the uh, Indiana kick is until uh, either late Saturday or early Sunday. This kickoff even took a little bit longer on Sunday, probably because of uh, TV. We know that they control the world. Uh, but we know when to show up now on Saturday uh, to get us all the other information that we need for the contest against the Wildcats. Let's bring in Tom Deanhart of goldandblack.com on the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hotline. Uh, good afternoon, Tom. How are you? I'm doing good. It's always fun talking to you, Kyle Charters. Yes, our second time today. If I could talk to you a hundred times on a Monday, <laughs> I would. I would definitely do that. What did we learn today from uh, Jeff Brom in his press conference? Well, they're uh, pretty good shape health wise. Um, although I will say, Kyle, there are some concerns at linebacker now. Kieran Douglas went out. If you go back and watch the replay of him leaving the field, he was putting no weight on his right leg at all. He was dragging it, and Jeff Brom said it was probably unlikely that he would play. Just called it a lower extremity injury, but again, it looks like it's probably right leg related. Clyde Washington, another linebacker, Kyle, left the game, and uh, Jeff Brom said he would be out a while. Uh, I believe Clyde, I saw Clyde with the boot on his left leg after the game, so something to do with his, his lower left leg. So those two guys strike them. I'm guessing probably strike them from the depth chart on, on Saturday. And that's that's a linebacking unit that doesn't have a lot of depth to begin with. So they can't really afford too much attrition. So that's a bit of a concern. The only other guy, Kyle, is Branson Dean. He left the game Saturday, came back, and really played well. Jeff Brom said today they'll see later in this week if he's ready to go on Saturday. I believe they have a high ankle sprain that he did play through. But, again, we'll see how he responds this week before they really make a call on him suiting up against the Wildcats. So the Boilermakers have to win a couple of games. They need a little bit of help. Iowa has to lose. Purdue will start that quest uh, at noon on Saturday in Ross-Aid Stadium against a Northwestern team uh, that won a game to open the season. They have not won since in this country. That was in Ireland against uh, Nebraska. This is a, a Wildcat team that just is not very good. Arguably one of the worst Big Ten teams, I think, in recent history, Purdue is a 20-and-a-half-point favorite. I did a little bit of research today, Tom. You have to go all the way back to 2005 to find a time when Purdue is a 20-point favorite in a Big Ten game. That was against Illinois back then. The Boilermakers won that game. Since then, including that game, Purdue is 6-0 and in uh, games that the, they were favored by 14 points or more. They've uh, covered the spread that. Four times, tied once, and lost, uh, at least in terms of the spread once. That game was earlier this year. They were two touchdown favorites against uh, Nebraska, but won by only six points. But, man, it just feels like there is a lot in Purdue's favor headed into this game against Northwestern. Uh, Any danger to that, that things are so much swayed toward the Boilermakers uh, facing Northwestern this weekend? It certainly looks like an overmatched opponent, doesn't it, Kyle? Um Speaking with one of the writers on Sunday who covers them for the, the rivals, uh, Northwestern site, yeah, he, he did not paint a real good picture of the Wildcats on either side of the ball, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Epic struggles there, especially at the quarterback spot. Northwestern played four quarterbacks last week at Minnesota. 
they got drugged 31 to three, could get no traction at all. He wasn't sure. The rider, the Northwestern rider, was not sure who was going to really get the start when they got to West Lafayette. Not that it probably really matters, right? I mean, Brendan Sullivan is the guy they like, but he may have an injury issue. Evan Hall was their biggest playmaker, sort of a, a, a plug and chug running back. So not a lot of dynamic ability there for the Cats. And and yeah, I guess there's always danger, right? You just never know. We see crazy things happen every week in college football. But Kyle, this would I think knock everybody uh, over horizontally if somehow pretty lost this ball game again um like you said probably one of the worst big 10 teams we've seen in the last 5 10 20 years maybe yeah uh, the wildcats are not very good which is sort of shocking considering uh pat fitzgerald and the fact that they they seemingly got off to a good start against what we thought was going to be an improved nebraska team but but certainly has not been that either uh purdue has been a good road underdog we saw that again on Saturday, I think now six and four as road dogs away from Ross Aid Stadium in the last two years, which is just a remarkable stat. Uh, and again, Purdue plays well on the road. It gets a victory against Illinois. What is it about the Boilermakers that have had them playing so well in such circumstances over the last couple of years? I don't know what it is. You know, sometimes you get that circle the wagon mentality. You go on the road. You're in the hotel. You got to a pared-down roster, you can really focus as a union. And maybe that's part of it. Um, but, yeah, it's hard to figure out. It's good good on Jeff Brom, right, where they've been able to play on and win on the road just this year alone in Maryland and in Minnesota, of course, at Illinois. Last year, of course, going to Iowa, they won. They won in Nebraska as well. Um, you know, Jeff Brom's won in Indiana. They won up at Wrigley Field last year against Northwestern. So, yeah, it's, it's been uncanny, hasn't it? And this is a program that's uh, just on a pretty good run here the last two years. Uh, uh, you know, you, you look at last year's nine-win season, Kyle. Um, you know, a win, a win this coming Saturday would get probably seven wins in back-to-back seasons for the first time since 2006-2007. So, yeah. you know, Jeff Baum continues to put his, his stamp on this program. And, and like we talked in the top, Kyle, there's still a chance for it to really be extra special if somehow they can punch their ticket to Indianapolis to play in the Big Ten title game. looks like Iowa and Purdue are probably the teams in the West that have the best chance to do that. I think Iowa's maybe got a slightly easier setup, Kyle. They've got to win out. They're at Minnesota, and then they're at home against Nebraska. And they only have to hope that uh, Illinois loses another game. And, of course, Illinois plays at Michigan this weekend. So, Again, you got to like Iowa's chances. I think Purdue, of course, has to win out if Iowa loses. And if Iowa doesn't lose this Saturday in Minnesota, I don't think they're certainly going to lose against Nebraska in the finale in Iowa City uh, that Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. Uh, Nebraska, man, really just sort of feels like the wheels have fallen off. I'm not sure how much care uh, there is there in Lincoln about what is going on. Tom, it's a really weird scenario in the Big Ten West in which no team controls its own destiny. That that almost seems impossible to say. Yeah. You're like, wait, yeah. how how can that be possible? But it's because of the tiebreakers. Uh, Iowa, you know, Iowa's the closest um, because you're sort of. I think everybody's just sort of assuming that Illinois will lose uh, at Michigan, which maybe is a little bit of a big assumption. But man, Illinois, the last couple of weeks, it just feels like you know maybe they have come back down to earth a little bit. And and Michigan has so much to play for with the game coming up the week after against Ohio State. But it is a little bit of an odd scenario how all of this has 
has played out with really no team in the Big Ten West stepping forward as clearly the best team. Purdue might end up being the rep in, in Indianapolis. It might be Iowa. might be Wisconsin. Maybe it could be Minnesota. I'm not sure which of those four teams is really the best, the best team, right? Yeah, Wisconsin's got the, the most remote chance to make it. Uh, Minnesota, the third most remote. Yeah, who's the best of those four teams? Uh, I, I guess I'm, I'm still leaning toward Iowa. Yeah. I know I know everybody makes fun of their offense. Boy, but it certainly looked good against Purdue, didn't it? Um, so they show that they're capable of it. They have the, the running back. They've got a great elite tight end. That's a mission's blocking. But, again, they had a 200-yard rusher against Purdue. Now there's a the defense, Kyle. In the special teams, last week they won a game by 14 points. They had like 146 yards of offense. It's uncanny. They're, they're, they just have something about them. So all those teams are on a neutral field. That, that's still the one I think I would lean toward is Iowa. So we shall see. Like I said, I think they've got the, the, the most likely path to punch their ticket. And, and uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens up in Dinkytown with the Gophers. All these Purdue fans <laughs> got to get their Gopher gear out, right? and cheer like crazy for Minnesota. And I'm not sure I haven't checked this week. You know, Tanner Morgan has been out for Minnesota. I need to check his status to see if he's playing. If he's not playing, Kyle, forget it. But if Tanner Morgan's playing, the Gophers have a good shot because last I looked, they still were a Vegas favorite, at least last on the Sunday night by about three points. I like talking to Tom Deanhart because I, I get to hear him say Dinky Town. That's, <laughs> that's what I live for, man. Uh, talking to Tom Deanhart. Purdue beat writer for goldandblack.com on the Blue Fox heating and cooling hotline. Uh, Tom, looking back to the game on Saturday, Purdue wins 31-24. to What do you think was most impressive about the Boilermaker victory? I think the ability to run the football and just have overall offensive success against an Illinois defense, Kyle. That statistically was number one in America in total defense, number one in America in points allowed on defense. Number one in America against the pass. Number four in America against the run. And Purdue had almost 400 yards of offense. They had balance, over 100 yards rushing, over 200 yards passing. So I think that was really it, um, to, to really see him take it to that Illinois defense like no other Illinois opponent had done all season. I think was awfully impressed. And, of course, number two, just shutting down. Now, I guess not shutting down, but severely controlling Chase Brown, keeping him to just 98 yards rushing, the first time this year Chase Brown has had under 100 yards rushing, so that was awfully impressive, too, by a Boilermaker defense, Kyle, that we know yeah. had really come under some scrutiny the last couple of weeks. Yeah, had come under scrutiny and did respond on Saturday. All right, I'll leave you with this. Um, does Purdue get this thing done? What happens here over the next couple of weeks? I think they went out, and, uh, you know, if they do win out, Kyle and Iowa wins out, they both finished six and three. Purdue can still call themselves Big Ten West champs, right? They're yeah. still going to send them a trophy and they can wave a flag and put up a banner. So I think they're going to win out, but I also think Iowa's going to win out. And I do think Illinois is going to lose to Michigan, which would punch Iowa's ticket to Indianapolis. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but again, I just like the Iowa's chances here again to win out. And I think there's no way Illinois wins at Michigan with the way the Wolverines are playing right now and what they've got on the line, too. Not just a Big Ten title, Kyle, but for Michigan, a playoff for us, too. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, will be interesting to see how all this plays out over the next couple of weeks. I'm sure we'll talk to you again. I will talk to you later this week. Appreciate it, Tom. Thanks a lot. Take care, buddy. 
That's uh, Tom Deanhart, covers Purdue, has for a long time for goldandblack.com. Of course, a veteran writer of many different places, uh, but we love his insights on the Boilermakers. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll break down a little of what he had to say. Uh, also talk about some of those odds. Uh, we'll discuss uh, the MVP of the game uh, against uh, the Illini as well. Just uh, a whole lot of little trophies to hand out in that one. We will do all that and more coming up next on the Hammer Down Show. 1017 The Hammer, 1017 The Hammer.